eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roll Pod, an Alabama sports podcast from Bama 247. I am staff writer Cody Goodwin, and joining me today is our recruiting writer, Brett Greenberg. Brett uh, carved out some time for us during a busy, busy schedule, not just this week, but really leading into this month. You got a lot on your plate, so we appreciate you taking the time. Brett, before we talk recruiting and football, I have to ask, what was on your Spotify wrap this year? <laughs> I may make a lot of people angry here, maybe including yourself. I'm an Apple Music guy. Um, oh, <laughs> still does Apple Music kinda, do a rap? Like they, they they do they do do a rap. Um, unfortunately, I just completely missed it. Um, still kind of riding out the mom and dad paying for Apple Music subscription. Um, kind of keeping quiet until somebody says something otherwise. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Why would we put that on a podcast that a few thousand people listen to? Like, why would we ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll test this. This is the ultimate test to see if my parents are listening to me. <laughs> um, okay, well then let me let me phrase the question this way: What are you listening to as you're driving around and traveling, doing all your recruiting stuff? Are you are you a podcast guy when you're in the car? Or do you listen to music to get you from A to B, or what's up? Yeah, I'm typically a big podcast guy. Um, and that's probably maybe the low hanging fruit here, but part of my take, kind of since day one for me. Um, and then, quite frankly, a lot of the 247, you know, Transfer Portal Palooza and, you know, every day the recruiting show with Ivins and Cooper Patagna. It's just been great stuff. So kind of keeping me in the loop. And, you know, some of it may not be Alabama focused, but it keeps me kind of in the loop. So, yeah, mostly podcasts, um, you know, from Atlanta to Tuscaloosa is three hours. So podcast or two kind of gets me gets me through that. And, yeah, you know, podcasts are kind of 
my lead over music right now. I'm not not too good in the music uh, aspect right now. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're about a month away, exactly 25 days until Alabama plays football again. But there's no shortage of things to talk about, right? Men's and women's hoops seasons are well underway. Not going to touch too much on them today. But the transfer portal is obviously filling up an early signing period, less than two weeks out. We're going to cover all of that today. But, Brett, um, I wanted to start here. You've actually been in Tuscaloosa this week. Alabama State Football Championships game started, I believe, on Wednesday, right, with the 7A state title game. Uh, Central Phoenix City took down Thompson 21-19. Looked like that was a pretty big result there. Also saw the 5A title game. Gulf Shores beat Ramsey 21-14. 3A Mobile Christian beat Madison Academy. 1A uh, Leroy, I hope I'm pronouncing these names correctly. Kusa Academy uh, 28-21. Leroy was the winner there. Still have 6A, 4A, 2A to play. 6A, I believe, is the main draw, right, with Clay Chalkville and Sarah Land. Um, that's scheduled for, I believe, tonight. We're recording this on a Friday. Um, Brett, you've been watching these games, keeping tabs, um, not only on the Alabama commits, but also a lot of the other high-level recruits and maybe Alabama targets that have been playing. Who stood out to you um, in the few games that you've been watching this week? Yeah, um, yeah, we can go ahead and start with 7A. That was Wednesday night. At, you know, started Wednesday night up in Bryant-Denny Stadium. Saw Central Phoenix City versus a you know, powerhouse Thompson team that's won four straight 7A titles. Uh we knew that was going to kind of be a slugfest going into it and it ended up being the case with the missed field goal and some other controversial stuff going on and central ended up going central Phoenix city's way. 21, 19 was able to see two Alabama commits, seen them multiple times this season, but seeing them again, you know, in Bryant Denny stadium, a place they're going to soon call home uh, was awesome to see was seeing Rydarius Morgan, three-star safety played primarily cornerback for the red devils all season played cornerback on uh on wednesday and you know wasn't targeted once um made a lot had i believe it was three or four tackles at the cornerback position i you know i think that's impressive his sideline to sideline awareness and speed i think is really going to stick out for alabama and his willingness to go make the play you know on special teams is is going to be a good thing for him we've talked about on this podcast before and you and nick saban's talked about it before but you got to be good at special teams before you can do anything else um so i think he's going to fit in there another guy and on Central Phoenix as well as a D lineman, Isaiah Faga, who's been one of my favorite prospects for a long time, maybe not as highly rated as some of these other guys in Alabama's class, but his motor, his his drive, his determination, I think it just fits that Alabama mold. I mean, he was talking with him after the game and just kind of just tears running down his face. And after he celebrated with his mom, he or excuse me, celebrated with his team. He screamed, you know, where's my mom? And screamed and ran to the sideline. It was just a great video. It's just pure emotion. Just seeing these kids put so much into it. I'm not sure everybody understands how much goes in and just how hard it is to win a state championship and to see it happen and see these kids just be full of emotion, be overtaken by emotion. It's just awesome to see just the football fan in me and just the people person in me. It's been great to see. Um, but yeah, he he played great. He had seven tackles, two tackles for loss. I think he ended up with 30 tackles for loss and 12 sacks on the season. Um, really impressive kid. Got the measurables. Um, was talking with his father again, just how comfortable they are with sending him to Alabama. And those two, you know, played in Bryant Denny Stadium on Wednesday, and they're going to join practice, join uh, the team for practice up in about eight nine days. Um, so they were both kind of just overwhelmed um you know kind of speechless just thankful uh it was great speaking with them and then last night we saw ramsey and gulf shores play another great game ramsey uh, and, uh is featured by alabama three-star commit quentin qb reese um <clears throat> three-star maybe not as 
physically gifted, you know, with size or anything like that. Um, but one of the faster prospects I've seen, he's all over the field. I think he had 10 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack and a forced fumble, finished with like 140 plus tackles and 30 plus Jeez. tackles for loss as a linebacker. Um, kind of just shows his athleticism and kind of, you know, speaks to the fans who are wondering why we have, well, you know, why Alabama has so many three stars, you know, Nick Saban, We've talked about it a lot on this show. If Nick Saban wants you, he's going to get you. It doesn't matter about the stars. I think Alabama fans are being extremely happy with those guys. And, yeah, you hit on it right there. It's kind of the main event of main events tonight. Um, I think AHSAA knows what it's doing, putting 6A on Friday night, just between the you know the talent on both squads. You know, start with Clay Chalkville, obviously five-star athlete. He'll play cornerback Jalen Mbakwe. He'll play cornerback in Tuscaloosa. Uh, he's, you know, under center, starting quarterback the whole season, uh, kind of shows his athleticism. He's number two athlete in the country. Uh, should be a very entertaining t- game tonight. And then on the other side is Sarah Lynn, who's defending Class 6A state champions with, you know, Ryan Williams, number one wide receiver in the country, 2025 kid. I know there's been a lot of social media buzz, and he's been kind of been dominating the recruiting cycle as far as 25 guys go with, you know, his big announcement that he announced he's going to have up in a couple of days, you know, whether that's flipping Auburn, staying Alabama, reclassing, we're still trying to figure that out. Hopefully we'll have more with you uh, before that decision is made or announcement is made. Um, and another guy is Antonio Coleman, who's a you know four-star defensive line commit, 2025 guy, uh, extremely long, athletic, can get after the ball, uh, can, you know, plug up gaps, plays deep tackle for the Spartans. Um, there's plenty of other guys on the, on, on, both squads. There's a couple Auburn commits on Clay Chalkville. Um, KJ Lacey's starting quarterback for Sarah Land. He's Texas commit. Alabama has not stopped uh, recruiting him at all. They're using, you know, Ryan Williams to their advantage. You know, he's talked about how they haven't stopped recruiting him. He's firm with Texas right now, but, you know, you never know. Um, you can use Ryan Williams, you know, to help you out there. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of talking with some people expected to be kind of a who's who out there on the sidelines tonight, you know, Wednesday night. Saw the likes of you know four Auburn assistant coaches, a couple Florida guys. Uh, John Summerall from Troy was there. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney was there. You know on his old stopping grounds. Um, so yeah, it, tonight should figures to be a very eventful night. You know, hoping to have you know we'll continue to have full coverage on Bama two four seven. Continue to do kind of a running thread and hopefully speak with some athletes after that. But yeah, it's it, it's been great. It's a great event over here every year. You know, I know they switch off between Jordan Hare. And Bryant Denny Stadium was happy to find out I was in Bryant Denny this season. Um, it's been a great time up in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, when I'm not at, at a game, I'm, you know, sitting in my hotel room trying to get the latest intel and scoop, which has been kind of been dropping overall all over Bama 247 this entire week. 100%. I got a, I have like a dumb high school football question. I, 7A is the large class, right? Um do they Correct. like alter that every year? It seems like this week was kind of uh, you know, let's open with the largest class on Wednesday and then we'll lead into maybe what is the the, the best game. I think I'm is am I reading this right? Yeah, I so to be honest, I'm not exactly sure if the schedule stays the same year to year. Um, you know, this season with the schedule, I think it's easy to say, like what you said, start with a big classification and then end with probably the most star-studded event. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not entirely sure how the scheduling goes, but all I know is that a lot of people are looking forward to tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, and like I said, I'll be following it and, you know, posting all over social medias and, and on our Bama VIP board. So be sure to check that out. 
hundred percent. No, it's, I, my experience, you know, I can draw from, you know, I'm originally from Kansas city. So watching the Missouri state championships, and then obviously spent the last decade or so in Iowa, um, you know, where it always seems like they start with the little classes and they lead up to the largest class, right? Like, so in Iowa, for example, like they lead up to the five, a state championship game, which is usually right. played Friday nights. Um, you know, guys like Caden Proctor, for example, played for Southeast Polk. That's a five, a school. Like they've been in the last, they've won the last three, five, a state championships in Iowa, but they start with like, you know, the state championships in Iowa are like the week before Thanksgiving. So like they'll have four games on Thursday. Um, you know, the eight player, and then I think they do like eight player, one A, three A, four A, or one A, two A, four A, or something like that. And then on the Friday, they play the the remaining three. And five A is always like the main draw because it's just, you know, you lead up to the biggest, the biggest classification, the biggest yeah. schools. Um, so I wasn't sure if if Alabama was the same or if they, you know, with different setups and whatnot, and just um, you know, it seems like just with as much talent as there is in 6A, it makes sense to keep it last. But I wasn't sure if that was an every year thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Where do they do the uh, state championships in Iowa? I'm always interested to see like where each state kind of holds their uh, state championships because Georgia's back in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, they haven't been that since the Georgia since the, the Georgia Dome was there. So it's been it's exciting for them. But I'm always interested to see, you know, where they're playing. I was fortunate. They have the uh, Unidome at the University of Northern Iowa. So, um, you oh, know, that's right. they play the semis in the finals there. So like the, you know, the road to the dome, like that's the big thing for the high school football postseason there. So like it's, you know, it's you can mark the occasion by getting to the semifinals. Um, but the last two weeks of the season, it doesn't matter what the weather is. It's always beautiful in the Unidome. Yeah, that's that's nice. That is nice. It has been it has been cold in Tuscaloosa these last two days. <laughs> Let me tell you, I I get there around noon. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good, and then by seven o'clock, you you know, kickoff rolls around. I'm like, geez, it should hopefully be a little bit. I know it's supposed to like you know, it's it's we're recording this in the morning, so it's a little cold outside right now. But it's supposed to heat up over the remainder of the day. So hopefully that like you know, give us a good like mid fifties temperature yeah. for kickoff at six a. Like that could that could be some fun football weather. Some football, yeah, I was just about to say some football weather for sure. <laughs> um, that's the Alabama State Football Championships. Again, follow Brett, uh, keep tabs on Bama247. He's been doing a great job uh, keeping tabs on all the recruits that have been playing all week. Um, we are transitioning here officially less than two weeks out from the early signing period. That day is set for December 20th. We'll hear from Saban. All the kids that are planning on signing will uh, fax in their official um, national letters of intent, NLIs, not to be mistaken for NILs. Uh, they, still, Paul, they still fax? Is fax they either still fax still? or email. I know that there's a lot of coaches <laughs> that like to do it the old-fashioned way. So, like, as soon as it pops in, that's when they push the social stuff because, you know, I they miss, officially have the signature. I miss the days. I don't know how, you know, seriously you followed it, but these schools used to have, like, tax or fax, like, uh, Twitter accounts, and they used uh -huh. to tweet out from, like, the fax machine. So <laughs> we got it. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what happened. I missed those days. As if recruiting wasn't crazy enough, right? Right. <laughs> um, no, but there's uh, the the another thing that you've been doing on Bama 247 this week is just tracking where all the coaches have been uh, hitting the road recently, right? Coach at Alabama, uh, Nick Saban and his assistants have been traveling all, I mean, really all over the country, right? We've been seeing Saban in Kansas City. We saw him in Chattanooga. Um, you know, they've been making all sorts of road trips to go make kind of final visits to 2024 guys, maybe talk to some 2025 guys, maybe even talk to some guys in the transfer portal. Um, we're focused primarily on 2024 right now. Um, you've been tracking where Saban and the gang have been traveling. Uh, like I mentioned, you got that thread going up on 247. 
Um, you've been updating it daily, sometimes hourly, depending on who tweets what. Has there been anything interesting about where the coaches have gone or in your view, what's maybe stood out about what you've seen, uh, you know, or when it comes to tracking Saban in the game? Yeah, first, you know, I just got to say kind of being a college coach these days, man, I I, I just I just don't understand how, how they do it. Just, you know, if you're Nick Saban between recruiting your current roster away from the portal, recruiting in the portal and recruiting your 2024 class. I, I just don't know how there's enough time in the day. Um, Nick Saban always seems to make it work, and the assistant coaches seem to make it work. So I, I just had to say that. I had to get that off my chest. It's just so impressive to me. And, you know, that's why they get paid the big bucks or get paid the big bucks to not coach. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, he's been all around the country. He, you know, Nick Saban's been in Texas. He made a couple visits to, uh, you know, Casey Poe. Uh, O-line, O-line commit, you know, a lot of these guys he's going to see are a lot of commits that are, you know, they're locked in, but just go check in with them, see how they're doing, you know, and, and things like that. You know, they stopped in to see Kawan Lacey and Lancaster. He's a running back target. There's been a lot of buzz on him. There's two crystal balls put on him uh, to go in Alabama's favor. But, you know, since then, Ole Miss seems to be picking up a little bit. Um, he, uh, Nick Saban and a couple assistant coaches were in Alabama as well, seeing William Sanders, uh, made the trip out to Florida to see Joseph Iannota, Iannotta. Uh, I'm sure some people saw on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, they caught him, Saban, on the way to Chattanooga. That was to see four-star wide receiver Amari Jefferson. Um, wide receivers coach Holman Wiggins went out to California, kind of his recruiting area, to check in with Julian Sayan earlier this week. He also saw Peyton Woodyard earlier this week as well. He'll stay out there and make a couple more visits. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of been a crazy time. And to see all these, all these coaches being, you know, three different States in one day, is just, it's, it's impressive to me. And it, it, it's shown, you know, it makes sense with the way they've recruited year in and year out, um, you know, full list of every visit front since the open period started on December 1st is in our running thread. I'm doing kind of a daily article of coaches on the road. Um, that'll drop soon uh, on Friday morning, um, and kind of a, latest intel from the day prior so anything and all coaches tracking and if you want to see if any any coaches are in your hometown or anything like that just you know go over to bama 247 we'll continue to follow it through uh the early signing period which is fast approaching 100 percent. you mentioned casey poe um interior offensive lineman from texas he got a shout out on the mcafee show um i know that Saban talks with McAfee every Thursday. And so they, you know, the, one of the last questions they had for him, because McAfee, I think, or Saban was on his way to go visit Amari Jefferson, right? He couldn't say it, but McAfee obviously asked him. And right. um, shortly after Saban had signed off, like they pulled up the tweet. I think it was Casey Poe that tweeted that, you know, hey, thanks Saban for coming to visit. And, um, you know, McAfee was very impressed by Casey Poe's size. <laughs> have you talked have you talked to Casey about like getting that shout out? I know he shared the video on his social media accounts, but that was that gotta be pretty cool for him, right? Yeah, I, I hadn't had a chance to connect with him just yet, but you know, from talking with Casey Poe multiple times and just the kid he is and the family, you know, person he is, he he's just a great kid, has that Alabama mindset of that offensive line that I'm gonna come in here. I want to start from day one. I want to run over the, you know, opposing defense lineman. But yeah, you know, I, I plan to speak with him. But yeah, I mean, that's got to be kind of very, very cool. And, you know, that's kind of recruiting itself. If you're the University of Alabama, just have a nationally televised show, kind of shouting out some of its Alabama commits. So that's just another thing that goes in the Crimson Tide's favor. But yeah, that, that's got to be certainly very cool. And, you know, you described it in a PC way of what Pat McAfee was saying. Um, <laughs> for people that didn't see it, you could probably put it together. You know, he's, 
It's a family friendly podcast. We can't always <laughs> uh, repeat verbatim what uh, McAfee yeah. says. Uh, you know, Casey Poe's a big guy, so you can you know put two two together <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, that I thought that was really cool, and I'm sure I yeah, just based on the social media reaction, I know Casey probably appreciated it. So I wasn't sure if you'd talked to him since then, but that was that was fun. That was fun. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Part of, you know, obviously Saban and the coaching staff uh, making, you know, racking up airline miles, I suppose. Um, They're putting the finishing touches on the 2024 class. Alabama currently ranked number four nationally with their 24 recruiting class. They're behind Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State. Then you got Miami, Florida, Oregon, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Texas rounding out the top ten. Um, who are some guys that Alabama is targeting in these final couple of weeks to try and round out the class, at least uh, through the early signing period? Yeah. So, you know, just with it being so close and, you know, the top 32 players committed, there's not a whole lot of targets remaining. You know, Alabama, yeah, they're going for a couple more guys and they're going to have some guys in and for official visits, which we can talk about a little bit later as well. Um, But overall, there's just not a lot of guys left that they're pursuing or you know i feel like they have a realistic chance of getting um probably the most realistic or the most comfortable i'm with if i had to pick one is steve Mubamba from uh you know canada we talked about him a lot on this podcast have a couple great features up on bama 247 he'll be making the trip down this weekend for his official visit um was talking with him and his trainer seems like it's you know pretty much going Alabama's way. He's going to take his official visit this weekend and check out Mississippi State and Jeff Levy uh, next weekend. But, you know, he, you know, since he got that offer this summer, he's continued to say he feels, quote, true, true love from them, Um, has continued to feel that love from them. Freddie Roach talks to him all the time. He's got a great relationship with his trainer. Um, Freddie Roach is actually supposed to maybe be out in Canada next uh, week after his official visit. So that kind of shows how much a priority he is. And he feels like he's a priority. He was joking with me when I was talking to him last week about how he, you know, I just asked him wherever you choose to go, you know, how exciting is this? And are you ready to go? I mean, he's going to sign early on December 20th and join a team for bowl practice. And he was like, man, I live in Canada. I still can't get used to the cold. I'm getting out of here. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily narrow it down. Uh, because Mississippi State and Alabama have similar, you know, temperatures. Um, but yeah, I, I really like where Alabama stands with him. Six four, two hundred sixty pound guy out of Cameroon hasn't played a whole lot of football, but you know, very interesting prospect. He was talking with Freddie Roach. You know, he talks with him daily, but he talks about how he can fit in those schemes. He's talking about how he can play in the middle. He can, you know, plug gaps. He can rush the passer. He can stand up. He can do this. So I, I think he's very, very interested in Alabama. Um, but a big thing for him too, just coming over from all the way over, you know, up north is 
life outside of football. I think that's going to be a big part of his official visit. You know, he's been in town twice before. He's seen the facility. He's been to a game. He's been to a practice. What is life outside of Tuscaloosa like? What are classes going to be like? Who's going to be around to help me? Am I here on my own? Um, and, I, and you know, I don't blame the kid. I remember I was a freshman. It, you know, I was only three hours away, but sometimes, you know, you get a little homesick or things like that. So I absolutely don't blame the kid at all. And another kid who's going to be actually in Tuscaloosa again, this weekend for an official visit is three-star linebacker Tristan Jernigan been committed to Texas A&M mm. since May. Um, you know, this has been set for a while now. It was kind of set immediately after that Jimbo Fisher firing. Um, spoke with him immediately after that. And he, you know, kind of seemed to lit just right there as an instant reaction. It was kind of seemed a little distraught, didn't really understand what was going on and kind of said, you know, the program is going to change completely. Um, Alabama offered him a month after he, Pitt committed to AM and continued to stay in contact with him. And that clearly paid off because, you know, talking with him a couple of days ago as well before his official visit, before he gets here today, um, you know, he said, quote, very seriously considering Alabama. Uh, Coach Robert Bala and Coach Freddie Roach are supposed to see him next weekend. I think this weekend, both sides, both Alabama and the coaching staff and Tristan Jernigan are learn a lot, whole lot more about each other um, to see if it's a good fit. Um, but, you know, I think as long as he gets that committable offer and, you know, it's a good fit. I, I like where Alabama stands with him as well. Um, and then the final uncommitted guy who's going to be here for an official visit this weekend is favor Edwin. We've talked about him a bunch on this podcast and, and Alabama two, four, seven, very raw uh, prospect, six foot eight, 300 pounds. So, you know, Ooh. offensive line coach is going to drool at his measurables just straight up, you know, but only played one year of high school football Um of real American high school football. So he's an interesting product, very raw. He's going to be a project, but you know, he continues to rave about coach Wolford, like so many other Alabama offensive line commits and targets coach Wolford, I think has been huge on the recruiting front, not only on the field, we've seen the improvement this year, um, but in the recruiting space as well, most big men you talk to guys in the trenches, coach Wolford's in their ear. He's talked with them every day. He uh, went and checked on Edwin and, in uh, McDonough, Georgia earlier this week. And, you know, Edwin said the conversation was amazing. And it just, you know, a lot of the conversation was about stuff other than football. You know, he's talked about how he's a real genuine guy. Coach Wolford is and be able to speak with him, you know, for a long time about stuff other than football tells him a lot. He's another kid um, that wants to feel comfortable. He's going to be down here this weekend uh, and then he'll wrap up his, you know, recruitment, he hopes to make a decision sometime soon and then announce it on December 20th and then enroll early. He was talking to me how he, you know, he really wants to lock this down so he can make his plans to get to a bowl practice, whether that be at, you know, Auburn or wherever it may be. He said, you know, Auburn, Alabama are kind of his top two right now. You can mention Florida a little bit, he said. Um, but Alabama kind of getting that last official visit, I think, is big for a kid like this. Um like I said, loves Coach Wal Eric Walford. And, you know, similar to Steve Mubamba, like the off the field is going to be very big for him. He was talking about that with me for a very long time. He's, you know, he's a quiet kid, uh, comes from a smaller family, doesn't, you know, wants to make sure he's okay, he's taken care of, you know, off the field, make sure classes are okay and make sure he's has things to succeed, you know, off the field as well. Um, you know, he takes that very seriously and, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulder. So that's always good to see. But I think if Alabama, you know, makes a big enough push this weekend, I think they can put themselves in good position. And, you know, Auburn was trying to push him to commit earlier this week because um, they knew, you know, Alabama coaches were going to come to see him and he'll have his OV. So trying to 
make him commit. Um, that did not happen. He's still taking his OV. So I think that's a good, good, very good sign. But, you know, talking with some guys over, you know, close to the Auburn program as well about him, I, I think it's a guy that, you know, maybe he's a little bit overwhelmed, maybe doesn't necessarily know exactly what he's looking for, or what to ask, what to know. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to have some guys around him that can help him steer that decision. Um, but yeah, like Alabama's chances there too. He's right there with Auburn. Um, those are as far as the official visit targets go. Um, the rest of the weekend will include three more commits. Guys who are as locked in as they come um, are going to sign later this month. They'll join uh, Alabama for bowl practice in a couple days or eight days. Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. will be back in Tuscaloosa. Uh, William Sanders will be back in Tuscaloosa. Joseph Iannato will also be back. All three have been visited uh, by either Nick Saban or position coaches this week. Um, continue to, you know, just show love, check in with each other. Um, they're both very excited. And, you know, it's interesting. I think William Sanders and Joseph Iannata are going to be huge this weekend to in, in favor Edwin's recruitment. You know, I talked with favor earlier this summer. He talked about how he was welcomed with open arms with William Sanders and Joseph Iannata and Casey Poe, the, you know, three offensive line commits, um, how, you know, they kind of just wanted him from the jump that continue to stay in touch with him. So I think Alabama feels pretty good about their chances with him, just certainly with William Sanders and Joseph Iannata back on campus to kind of help, you know, steer that recruitment. Um, but yeah, like I said, both will join for bowl practice and then sign on uh, December 20th. So yeah, it's going to be, it's a big weekend up in and for official visitors, uh, excuse me, of official visitors this weekend. Maybe there's going to be more in the next couple of weeks. I'm continuing or next weekend. I'm continuing to track that on Bama 247 as well. But that's kind of the full rundown of official visitors this weekend. I have full breakdown and latest intel, all six guys I just named on Bama 247. hundred percent. A lot of, lot of good information there. Um, obviously find more of it. Bama 247. Brett's been covering this stuff all week in the lead up to pretty big official visiting weekend. Kind of a dumb question for you. Do you know, I know a few people have asked, I don't know the immediate answer. Um, the guys that will sign and join Alabama for bowl practice, when do they officially join for bowl practice? Like, do you know those dates? I've been told by multiple people and players, it's December 16th. Now, I, I, I believe that's a Saturday, so I'm not sure if they start bowl practice on Saturday um, or not. I'm not sure exactly, but I believe it's December 16th is when is when most players have told me they're going to either move in or start uh, practicing. Okay. I wonder if that means they move in. Cause I don't know that they can officially practice with the team until they sign. Right. So like they would be in Tuscaloosa for a few days, sign on the 20th and then probably start practice with the guys. I believe so. I'm still trying to confirm exactly all that. Uh, so, so many moving pieces with that stuff. And just between, you know, some of these guys are invited to all-star games. Some of these guys are invited to Alabama, Mississippi, Mississippi all-star game, like Drake or Patrick, for example, he, he's going to be, in Tuscaloosa today, take his official visit through Sunday, travel to Southern Miss and practice for a full week and play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. He said after that game, he's moving into Bryant Hall on, on University of Alabama campus and then practicing the next day. So um, he's still <laughs> confirming that there's so many moving plant, moving peats, but it's, that, that's just – I thought I had a busy week. Man. <laughs> Oh, we will obviously keep tabs on that. And by we, I mean Brett, because um, he is obviously <laughs> all over all of this stuff. Wanted to um, ask you about um, actually a big recruit that Alabama missed 
on this week. Big Jordan Seaton, top uh, one of the top rated offensive tackles in the 2024 class. I think Alabama and a lot of other schools viewed him as kind of a sign and start type prospect, like day one guy um, could potentially be an answer at right tackle for Alabama. Um, with J.C. Latham presumably going to the NFL. I know there's some other guys there like Miles McVay, but this is a guy that they thought could probably come in and compete immediately. Number 30 overall prospect in the 24 class. And he stunned everybody this week, I think, by picking Colorado. I'm not sure that Colorado was even in his top five, but um, gave a verbal commitment to Dion. Still got 12 days before he signed, so we'll see if that ultimately sticks. Do you know anything more about how that went down? And then on top of that, um, you know, is this is this a – spot that Alabama maybe wants to fill via recruiting or is this maybe where we start the transfer portal part of the podcast that that conversation like what what all do you know about this Jordan Seaton stuff I, I didn't seem like Alabama was like super super high on him but it was obviously one of those that, that they wanted um because I, I mean obviously a lot, of, a lot of other schools ultimately wanted him and then it just obviously didn't go his way so I'm just curious what all you know about this yeah I mean I, it, it was a pretty big surprise when he put on that Colorado hat on you know, skipping Skip Bayless to show whoever his his co-host is nowadays. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't a total shock though. I mean, he took an official visit there. He took another unofficial visit there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, since kind of I've been started this job, kind of covering Jordan Seen's recruitment, kinda, it's been a little bit of a wild card. It's been fun to follow. You know, he'll, he'll say he's visiting this school or this school this weekend, and he'll visit elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think. You know, I don't have too too much insight. I don't think anybody really does. He kind of cut most of his stuff close to the vest. It, it seemed like Alabama was in the lead ever since his official visit all the way back in June. I mean, he talked about how they set the bar high, that he returned in September for the Texas game and said, Alabama's continued to be my leader. And then, you know, leading up to, you know, his decision yesterday, it seemed like Alabama was still in good, good, <clears throat> good position. Um, you know, I think this was – not to get too far into the weeds, maybe a little bit NIL uh, mm. decision factored, um, you know, in Alabama, I just, you know, we've seen it already and maybe in the future, I don't it's think just not Alabama a space they traffic in all that much. At yeah, least it's when just, it comes it, to recruits. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's just a thing that I, I, I don't know, man, I just, maybe it was an NIL very factored. And I, I don't think, you know, Alabama was very high on them. I know you talked about that, but Alabama really wanted him. Um, he, he's as he's you know number one off tackle in the country, um, but yeah, I don't think any team like Oregon, Tennessee, Ohio State, those guys that were in it along with Alabama are going to stop recruiting him until December twentieth. I think this is going to be uh, as hectic and crazy it's been to follow his recruitment. I think these next twelve days are going to be even crazier. Um, he was supposed to take an official visit to Oregon this weekend. That's still up in the air. Um, wouldn't be. By how it's gone, I would not be shocked if that's the case at all. Um, he had didn't have a chance to have any coaches in this weekend. He was uh, working out in Los Angeles, so maybe he's back home next weekend and maybe can have more coaches in town. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of a very hectic next couple of days with him. And, I, you know, as far as the offensive tackle, you hit on a right there position or, you know, tackle position in general. I think favor Edwin is turns to priority number one, like I mentioned before. But, you know, you got Caden Proctor returning. I uh, got, you know, you can fight with Miles McVay, freshman. You know, we talk, did a little write-up on Bama 247 and where Alabama can look next on the offensive line. I know we've done, we've done a couple pieces on the transfer portal as well. Um, there's some guys in there that have a ton of experience, um, some some guards, some tackles, some centers also. Um, I know Cody did a little bit of write-up on there and named a couple names as well. There's a uh... – 
man, this I, to kind of I, I save the transfer portal part of the podcast for last because like it just moves so quickly <laughs> and you just I, d- there's just so much going on on a daily basis. Like it officially opened, um, you know, Monday for everybody that didn't have some sort of coaching change over the course of the regular season. Um, and it's just been kind of, you know, I think there were like a thousand FBS players that were in the portal on day one. Uh, roughly half of them were, you know, the the FCS caliber. Um, it seemed like there was a crap ton of quarterbacks that immediately jumped into the portal, right? And some of them, like, kind of my, like, like you had DJU in the portal. You had Will Rogers in the portal. You had, um, you know, who are some other, Kyle McCord's in the portal, Tyler Van Dyke's in the portal. Like, just so many big names that were in the portal. And, like, I know Alabama's not necessarily in the portal market for a quarterback, but just, like, I mean, it's just, it's gotten even crazier, I feel like, since day one. Um, and it's been a very interesting aspect of covering college football to keep up with. And it's just kind of steadily grown into its own little beast here. Um, it's a 30-day window. But, like, I, do you have any, like, lingering transfer portal thoughts or kind of, at, you know, what 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 kind of, what what's top of mind here as we, you know, maybe wrap up the show here? Yeah, I know you mentioned it right there with the quarterbacks. I, It is just crazy, like. Kyle McCord, unless you're told, you know, you're not the starter, I don't blame the kid, but you're starting quarterback at the Ohio State. It's just crazy to me. And just looking at college football as a whole, the, the time we're in now, these starting quarterbacks at major universities that are relevant programs are transferring. It's just crazy to me. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, by the time we open this podcast to now, there's probably been 50 guys that have entered the portal. Um or guys committing or, or stuff like that. So it's just, I mean, you can only stay on track of it as much, but I think, you know, we talked about it in our write-up on Monday morning, just the amount of cornerback talent that, you know, we've seen enter the portal. Um, we've seen a couple guys commit already elsewhere, but, you know, that's a position that Cody and I felt that Alabama would probably go into the portal and add just with Kool-Aid McKinstry and Tara Arnold expected to be in the NFL draft. And, you know, some reports saying they're both first-rounders. Um, you know, I think that's a position Alabama is going to want to maybe add to, um, you know, we have full rights up on Bama 247, just with names and stuff like that. And it's continually getting updated. And we've also got a transfer portal HQ, uh, pinned to our Bama 247 board, just with the latest information of who's transferred from Alabama. I know we haven't seen a mass exodus yet. Um, I would expect, you know, the guys who are planning to enter the portal, um, or either having those conversations now with Nick Saban. I know he talked about how his door is going to be wide open. Um, I think, uh, you know, the guys who who've either decided to leave or will dot, decide to leave, I think, you know, that probably happens the Sunday after the semifinal game against Michigan. Um, I think, you know, you get out to go to the Rose Bowl, go to California, you want to take advantage of that. Um, you know, I think it's a case, too, where both, a lot of these guys probably know where they're going, too. Um like the NBA with tampering, man. You can't really, you can't really stop it. Yeah, no, it's, I I don't expect a a mass exodus yet. I know we've already seen, I think, you know, a couple names, um, Tyu Jones Bell um, receiver who wasn't even on the roster as a fall camp. So that one makes a lot of sense. But then also Ja'Cory Brooks, who again, that also, that one also kind of makes sense just between injuries that he's dealt with this year. And just, I know he was dealing with an in-house suspension at the start of the season and just things never really clicked for him. And, you know, he wrote a real heartfelt note and I was very, very proud, um, you know, proud, impressed, whatever word you want to use, um, you know, college football fandom can sometimes be very irrational, but a lot of Alabama fans were like, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks, thanks for everything you've done here. Go be great. Go do what you want to do. Like that was, that was kind of cool to see because not very many fan bases are, 
you know, as supportive um, when talent like that walks out the door. So that was, that was really cool to see. Um, again, probably not going to see a mass exodus from Alabama just yet um, because obviously they're still alive in the college football playoff, um, you know, and obviously they're still alive for a national championship. I think there are a lot of players that want to see that through, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I, I imagine we'll see quite a few, maybe not quite a few, but we'll see a good number of guys ultimately decide to leave. Um, you know, and, and something else important to remember, they don't need to decide where they're going as of January 2nd. They literally just need to be in the portal on January 2nd. And that's that's when the 30 day window closes. As long as they're in the portal by January 2nd, they can go, you know, wherever obviously they they want to go. But that's that's the key deadline there and the key information there. Um, you know, and kind of like you mentioned earlier, like it's between 2024 wrapping up, obviously keeping tabs on 2025, trying to recruit guys that may think about leaving that are currently on the roster. And then also, you know, using the portal, which is something Alabama has done in recent years to beef up the roster for, you know, spring football ahead of 2024. Um, lot on, lot on Saban's plate, man, lot on Saban's plate. Um, I, I know you mentioned cornerback, um, you know, not only is that like a position that I thought that they could use a little bit more experience, um, but they've also just like had success in recent cycles, just like pulling corners out of the portal, right? You had Eli Ricks coming over from LSU. He's obviously now in the NFL doing his thing. Um, and then Trey Amos. I know he didn't play a ton this year because, you know, you had Kool-Aid and Terrion who were both, you know, future first round draft picks. Arguably, I think they're both all Americans this year. And then Trey Amos in the, in the limited time that he got to play, like very, very good, right? Like very physical, um, kind of that prototypical Saban cornerback. So like, you know, you assume he stays, he's probably going to be the lead guy next year. And then behind him, just a bunch of freshmen, um, you know, who are talented freshmen, right? Like four and five star guys, but not a ton of experience there. So I think it would probably make a lot of sense to bring another experienced corner in, if nothing else, to just try and push the freshmen, um, you know, and then maybe if their development just has a hiccup or two, you've got another experienced guy that can play on the outside. That was just my thought process. Um, I think another one, you know, just kind of what are positions that Alabama can target? My thought was right tackle. Um, you know, I know they've got Miles McVay there. I know Elijah Pritchett could potentially swing back over to right tackle if Caden Proctor ultimately holds down the left side. Um, you know, and just it, it makes a lot of sense to bring in some experience. There's a few guys in the portal who, you know, not only experience playing right tackle, but just, you know, some versatile offensive line experience that I think Alabama could potentially target. It's funny, the transfer portal moves very, very fast. When I originally wrote the, you know, here's some early entrants that would make sense at Alabama, um, I included uh, Toriano Pride Jr., who's a cornerback, three-year starter at Clemson, and then Spencer Brown, uh, multi-year starter at right tackle for Michigan State. Before I even put that story up, they both committed, right? Like Pride went from Clemson to Mizzou, Brown went from Michigan State to Oklahoma. So it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta erase these, or maybe you know swap them out for different picks. So I mean, that's another thing too that like you know Alabama's coaching staff has to kind of juggle here is that a lot of these guys go into the portal knowing where they're gonna go. Um, so like a guy that might be a good fit or appears to be a good fit may not be in the portal for very long. So and I'm, I, I think we're gonna start seeing a lot more decisions being made here over the next couple weeks. Um, and it'll be curious to see, you know, what guys ultimately pick Alabama. Who does Alabama go after? I know that, you know, one name that we've seen thrown out there, um, LT Overton, defensive lineman from AM, part of that mass AM exodus because they just recently switched coaches. A lot of guys throwing their names in the portal. Um, we'll see who Elko can maybe recruit to stay at College Station, but also like LT Overton, defensive line guy, Alabama's going to go see him. Um, so like that's no coach is ever going to say no to more defensive line depth. So, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see who we see, 
um, you know, and who you track, like who are these Alabama coaches going to go see that are in the portal? Um, you know, that'll kind of drop some hints about where they feel like they need to bolster the roster, um, you know, even as they continue to prepare for a national semifinal game. I don't know. The transfer portal is really interesting, man. There's there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things there that we could discuss. I didn't want to take too much time on it, but um, yeah, just interesting, interesting free agency aspect to college football, right? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you hit on LT Overton. Alabama's going to go see him. I believe it's Freddie Roach uh, is going to go see him today before he takes his official visit with his brother to South Carolina this weekend. Um, and yeah, like I said originally, I you know, Alabama coach has been on the road all week. So, you know, I, I think we've seen other schools maybe hosting some transfer portal guys throughout the week or for official visits like that. But Alabama has been on the road, you know, recruiting the 2024 class. And, you know, again, we've said it on this podcast before. I think Alabama kind of has that luxury of maybe taking a little bit longer than other schools. You know, other schools maybe need to jump on a kid immediately before other schools try to grab him. But, you know, Alabama's Alabama and you know, they can take a little bit longer to evaluate tape, say, hey, do we want this guy? Hey, do we want to go talk to this guy? Things like that. But yeah, but, you know, <laughs> between the open period, early sign day coming, transfer portal, college football playoff, you know, there's, it, it, it's a hectic time, but, you know, we love it. We we love giving our you know our VIP members and our non-VIP members uh, great coverage, and you know we're going to continue to have great coverage, and we'll continue like Cody said, you know, men's and women's basketballs and and uh, full swing. So coverage there. I mean, I, <laughs> talk about that. I, I know this recruiting show, but that Alabama basketball scratch coming up. Nate Oates is a psychopath. He is between. <laughs> I mean. Purdue, Creighton, Arizona, and, and, and Canada. All of them away from Tuscaloosa, right? Like they, it's, you know, I don't know that any of them, I think Arizona is the one true road game, but like, you know, a couple of games in Canada, like, I mean, that, that's a gauntlet, man. You're going to learn a lot about this Alabama basketball team over the next, you know, 10 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, I mean, since NATO's taken over, he he talks about that since day one. It's, it's going to pay off and Alabama could go 3-0, and 1-2, and 2-1, and 0-3. Oh and it's going to be good experience for them for sure. But, yeah, you know, like I said, again, come over to Bama 247, some great coverage, latest intel, hour-by-hour hour dropping, stuff like anything I hear, anything I see is going to be shared over there on the Bama 247 boards. That's a, uh, that's a good spot to kind of put a pin in today's show. Brett, we appreciate the time. We know you're super, super busy. Got a lot of fun high school football that you're going to continue to cover later today. And then obviously we appreciate your wealth of recruiting knowledge. Uh, we'll be back sometime next week. I think I'll get Talty and Rodak back on the show, talk a little bit of hoops here and there, talk a little bit more about transfer portal updates. Um, and then obviously we'll, we'll start our uh, Rose Bowl coverage, Alabama and Michigan in the national semifinals. Um, I know we're still a little ways out from that, but um, never too early to dig into Alabama, Michigan. Should be a fun time. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, even our Bama 247 YouTube page. Subscribe to Bama 247 and 247 Sports. You literally just heard Brett rattle off so much recruiting intel. That is all available at Bama 247 and on 247 Sports. You can get a subscription uh, 60% off, I think, with the transfer portal still moving. We got a transfer portal deal. It's an upgradable deal, too, so be sure to go click on that um, at 247sports.com. I put a link to that in the show notes. Absolutely take advantage of that, especially if you're an Alabama fan. Thank you again, Brett. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening. And we will talk to you all again soon.
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.